G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Rise and Shine, Rise and shine. with Robbo and Becky on Vision. We love catching up with some of our favourite people. And at the very top of that list is Sheridan Voisey. Good morning. <laughs> and oh. listener, please believe me, I haven't even paid her to no, say I that. No, I know, but I do. Well, I didn't pay her much. <laughs> yeah, not much. <laughs> no, I didn't pay we, her much. We do love catching up with you. I don't know, but I'm always writing notes as we're talking to you, thinking I shouldn't be writing notes. I should be really listening so I can ask the next question. But you just bring uh, a breath of fresh air each time we talk to you. And especially in today's society where everyone, overloaded with information and we're all putting information out there or our little skew of how we think the information goes. You've come in with a breath Mm -hmm. of fresh air with an article that we will share which says you don't have to have an opinion on everything. Mm. So we thought we'd chat to you about that this morning because I think we all need to hear that. What a radical concept. I know, hey? You don't actually need to have an opinion on everything. There is just something about this current moment for us. I think it's a a kind of a confluence of uh, the wonderful opportunities we have to find out about things in far-flung lands because of the reach of media now. So Mm. we get to hear about stories that previous generations never would have been able to hear about or they would have heard about weeks and weeks later. Uh, We get to hear about that almost instantaneously now. Also, I think then the prevalence of social media. And so there is kind of that sense in which uh, we're almost schooled by the algorithms mm-hmm. that, you yeah. know, if something is going on, you've got to jump in and you've got to give your two cents worth because, well, that's what everybody's talking about and I should have, you know, some sort of opinion on this as well. And, ah, oh, I guess the article was really just about, look, you know what, let's just relax. The fact is what the world really needs is informed opinions and us jumping in and, and jumping to very quick mm. judgment is not helping anybody. And yeah. um, look, it, it's straight, it really it peaked for me with uh, the interview with um, Meghan Markle and, oh, and Harry yes. uh, with Oprah. And, mm. you know, just straight away before people knew the other side of the story. And even still, you know, there's mm. been this very, very short announcement come out of, uh, out of uh, Buckingham Palace which really doesn't give the other side of the story anyway, but people still were jumping to conclusions either side. Oh, you know, they're just attention seekers. Oh, no, um, you know, it shows that the, the royals are completely racist. And I'm kind of going, guys, you know what? Let's just step back and recognize we don't know enough mm. here. Yeah, yeah. And so I think there's, we have to do it, you know, kind of much more broader than just that one story. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's just one example, um, a case in point, but it's the case for everything, isn't it? You know, everyone's got to have... That sound bite, that instant uh, comment, the you know which side are you on? I mean, we you know we're right on it here on Rise and Shine. We do the pointless poll every day, every week. <laughs> but uh, you know that's the, that's sort of the light side of where do you stand on this? Yeah, you know, what's your opinion? Where's yeah, yeah, where's your thought? And it just doesn't, uh, as you say, it, at one level, I guess it's not necessary. But at the next level, I mean, even if, when there is yeah necessity for an opinion, it doesn't have to be quick, and it certainly has to be thought through. Absolutely. There are some things that we really should be having opinions on. 
um, climate change, coronavirus. I'm getting mm. all sorts of conspiracy theories coming still, you know, through my social media feeds about va- uh, vaccines and, you know, how somehow Bill Gates is the guy who's trying to wipe out the the black mm. and indigenous populations of the world. All sorts of crazy stuff. We should have opinions on those things, um, but they really need to be informed opinions. Yep. Mm. And I think. I think there's a couple of things that are going on there. And I think, you know, in particular for us Christians, gosh, we follow the one who is the way, the truth, and the life. Mm. And, you know, Jesus isn't just the truth about God. We, the very idea of him being the Logos, the word, is that he, by his very nature, is the reality of things. And he points towards the reality of things. And, and we're to be his followers and we're to be people who point towards to rea- reality. A wonderful little exercise to do after listeners jump off listening to breakfast this morning is to go and read the first few verses of the Gospel of Luke. And Luke is kind of laying out this idea. Uh, Look, there's a whole bunch of crazy stories about Jesus going uh, going on around here. I've gone and I've researched the facts and here I'm going to write out my gospel. And so his gospel contains facts mm. and names and historical events. And that's why we can actually be really confident about the gospel accounts because they hold to those things. I think that's a wonderful example. We wow. need to be people who, just like the gospel writer of Luke, we need to be people who hold to evidential-based things. Uh, yeah. We're people of faith, of course, but we're also people of evidence and people of, of factual, documented Proof on things. Mm, that's a great point. A couple of things that I really enjoyed about your article. I mean, it was essentially around two fallacies that uh, that we can hold to, and that can sort of, I guess, be the the genesis of us feeling like we have to rush into you know, having an opinion on everything. Yeah. So one's called the fallacy of omniscience, and omniscience, omni, all science knowledge. So this idea that we have all knowledge about things. Now, the fact is, most of us never have all knowledge about mm. anything. Gosh, I don't mm. even know about my own life very yeah. much. No, that's <laughs> the, it's other people looking into my life that sometimes tell me more about my myself because we can't see ourselves very well. So when it comes to some big stories, you know, and then if there's this push for us to make a decision, join a side – Let's just step back and say, hang on a sec. Do I know enough to comment on this topic? Do I know the other side of the story? Mm. Sometimes, by the way, there, there aren't just two sides. Mm. There are actually three or four sides. Yeah, right. Have I actually done the, you know, taken the time to go and look into the other sides of the story? Do you remember a few years ago in the Chappelle Corby saga? Yep. Yep. Yes. Do you remember? Yes. Do you remember how so quickly we had these two sides? Mm -hmm. She's guilty. No, she's innocent. Mm. We weren't there. Exactly. (laughs) And we had all of this kind of commentary going on. The fact is, you know, it was important. It was a story. And if there was injustice, of course, we wanted to, to be on the side of justice. But we didn't know. And we saw the same thing happen just, what, about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago now. Um, I'm sure it made news in Australia as much as it did here. But when Christine Blasey Ford uh, brought her allegations against the then nominee for the Supreme Court in the United States, Brett uh, Kavanaugh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and there was, you remember, you know, he was, yeah. he was the conservative judge put forward. And then she came out with uh, accusations about uh, him being inappropriate way back in college years or something like that. And again, straight away, people had joined up and made uh, and and painted one into the hero, the other one into the villain, 
And this time it was based on politics. And we do that all the time. Mm -hmm. If we lean left, you know, if we're a little bit more progressive in our politics, it'll be very easy for us to paint people like that quickly, go and place them into this little narrative. There's the hero and there's the villain. If we lean right, more conservative in our politics, we can do exactly the same thing. And no doubt it'll be happening for me as much as it can also be happening for our listener. And I just think we need to pull back and go, hang on a sec, are we dropping into the the fallacy of omniscience here? Do I know enough? Have I taken the time to look at both sides, maybe the third side of the story? Yeah, I think that's a really good point that you make about the third side of the story because yeah, that's it's always-, always the way. I mean- there are two, because I mean, I, I often think about, you know, when our kids were younger, we'd hear like, mom, he did such yeah. and such. And we'd say, okay, but what happened before that? So yeah. we'd want to know, you know, the second side of the story. But you're right. I mean, there is a third and sometimes, you know, multiple sides of, of stories to be un- understood. And uh, that's something that, you know, we won't know straight away and may never really know, you know, because we aren't omniscient. There is one who's omniscient and obviously we can look to him for the answers, exactly. can't we? Exactly. That's the thing. That's the very essence that theologians throughout ages have have been talking about is one of the essential qualities of God. He's the one who is omniscient. Don't you think that should instill in us a little bit of humility when it comes Mm. to these things? Yeah, so true. Now, we can find out enough to make decisions and, you know, have an opinion on important things. We can. We just need to do the work. But the other thing that I think we really need to talk about, I think particularly for us Christians— is the second fallacy. And the second fallacy is the fallacy of omnicompetence. (laughs) And that's the idea that we somehow are competent to talk about a range of things. Mm, And I don't know, guys, put me straight if I'm wrong on this, but I just keep on seeing us Christians thinking, well, because we're followers of God and because we have access to the one who is all wisdom and all knowledge, that somehow that means that as a Christian, I somehow am able to talk about all manner of things Mm. from science Mm. to politics (laughs) uh, to social issues to all sorts of things. And I think that's concerning. Let me just give you a a quick illustration. I got into a, a tussle with somebody on Facebook a few weeks ago who at first just was coming up with some completely erroneous things when it came to the COVID-19 situation and vaccines. And he was saying, look, there's been no studies done on the effectiveness of COVID-19 vaccines. Now, that's just blatantly untrue. In fact, all the research has been done on the vaccines. Not least my wife, Mm. who has been the lead statistician on the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine and her writings on it. So I gave him that that paper and I said, look, this is this is this is blatantly untrue what, what you're saying. So then he decided, well, he was competent enough to go and read that paper. And if you've read that paper, my goodness, it is, you know, it's hardcore maths, right? It's hardcore. And start picking out the quote unquote scientific and statistical weaknesses that uh, that he was saying in the paper. And you know what? Even I, as a non-statistician and a non-virologist, was able to go, you know, guy, you don't know what you're talking about. It was a bit embarrassing. Mm. He wasn't a statistician. He didn't know anything about vaccines. He wasn't a vaccinologist. He was a pastor. And unfortunately, I'd love to tell you that that is the first and only time that's happened to me. I have had that continuously for the last eight, nine, ten months of Christians, including Christian leaders, who have had extremely 
what's the word? Uh, extremely firm views mm. about either COVID being some sort of conspiracy theory and it's not really true uh, or vaccines being, you know, manufactured really to kind of disseminate the virus and usher in the mark of the beast, all sorts of crazy things. And what it is actually is this fallacy of omnicompetence. Um, guys, we have to have humility. Mm. Uh, if we are trained in biblical studies, that is our expertise. And when it comes to science, we need to go and research well. Uh, we need to look into it. We need to also go to trusted uh, experts in the field. Uh, but we can't go and then say, well, I know better than you. I know better mm. than the scientists. Yeah. And unfortunately, when it comes to, you know, climate change, COVID, those kinds of things, for some reason, us Christians tend to think that we know better. And I just say, look, let's just step back. Let's just be a little bit more humble. Um, and let's look to the experts. And of course, some of the experts are sometimes going to get it wrong. That's you and I get it wrong mm. in our field of expertise as well. Uh, but we will trust the knowledge that is out there and pray it through, research it, come to informed positions on these things, not just simply because our pastor says it in a sermon mm. that something's right or something's wrong. We need to actually do a little bit more homework ourselves before we then pass that on. Yeah, some great points, mate. Yeah, so I good. Encourage people to check out that article. It certainly is a, a good thought-provoking read. It's called Relax. You don't need to have an opinion on everything. And as we mentioned, we will uh, uh, share that. You can find it on Facebook um, via the Vision Christian Radio page. But uh, Sheridan, really good we to chat with you again. You. It is uh, such a pleasure to connect <laughs> and appreciate your thoughtful position on this uh, today. Well, you can imagine that I'm very reticent to give my opinion on anything after this. <laughs> <laughs> It's a bit ironic. I'd be very, very careful. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, thanks for the warm welcome, guys. Always love talking to you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 